And welcome to Inspiration Minds' The Mindful Muslim Podcast, where we discuss Islam, psychology, mental health, and spirituality. I'm Minha, and today I have with me Abu Amana, aka Habizur Rahman, who is 29 years of age from Northwest London, and he currently works full time and is the founder of clothing line Born Traveller. A husband to Um Amana for two years, and most importantly, most importantly, a father to Amana. Today we will be discussing fatherhood, postnatal, and paternal depression, and the effects on both parents. Firstly, Abu Amana, Jazakumullah Khairan for featuring on this podcast. It's really refreshing to see a young male like yourself taking an active role in their daughter's upbringing, when stereotypically this type of behavior would be seen as challenging your masculinity. So I'm sure you're a role model and inspiration for many, mashallah. Um, so to begin with, could you tell us a bit more about yourself and the extraordinary Amana? Uh, first of all, I just want to say walaikum salam and uh, thank you for allowing me to share this platform with you. Um, well, where do I start with Amana? Um, Amana, since she's come into my life, or our life, um, it's completely changed it. Like, it, she's taught me so much that I, I haven't learned over the 29 years of my own life. She's taught me things within just one year. Um, she always, she's always intrigued with things. She always wants to like learn new things, and she's quite adventurous. And um, whenever you do something, she picks up things easily. So we got always be on our toes that we don't do anything that we don't want her to learn, in a way. So. Um, yeah, I think one of the things that I can say is she has made me who I am right now. Oh, mashallah, that's, that's really lovely to hear. So in one of your Instagram posts, you mentioned how you were afraid when you heard that Amana was coming into the world. But then this fear um, revolved back into uh, fearlessness um, in order for you to be a good father. Could you elaborate on what you meant on this? Well, Knowing that you're going to have a child, um, it does bring a bit of fear. The fear is not that you're scared, more of like, are you able to um, meet to the responsibilities? You know, uh, give the child 100% that you should be giving. That's what was running through my mind. Like, can I be that father that I've always wanted to be? Um, but once I have, you know relax my mind and thought about it because I've got nine months to think about what I need to do, how to um, train my mind so I'm mentally and physically fit to um, to tackle all the issues that come with like fatherhood. Like one thing I've learned is mentally you need to really prepare yourself of what is required of um, being a father. And I think once I overcome that, there there ain't no fear. You know, you can mentally, when you've overcome something, the fear is gone itself. So that helped me a lot. And from then, there was no, there was nothing to be afraid of, to you. 
So what would you say was the hardest thing or is the hardest thing for you to grip about fatherhood? The hardest thing that I probably found was um, balancing life, as in like work life, um, giving time to Amana, and on the same time as giving time to my family, my parents, and my wife. Um, everything needs to be broken down, and you need to understand what is, who is the most, um, where would you want to give your time the most? So obviously you have to organize your time effectively so when i found out that um responsibility had to be like shown and done effectively then amana comes first out of everyone um only because she's the one that i'm nurturing she's the one i'm teaching she's the one that i am um, giving my knowledge to and she's at that innocent age where everything is fragile so I have to give my most time to her. Then comes my wife and my family. And then comes work. Work comes at the end for me all the time. Oh, mashallah. So obviously parenthood is not easy for either parent. Um, however, mothers are thought to be more affected on an intense levels with postnatal depression. But for years, this type of depression was, you know, considered exclusive to mothers. But a new term has been coined, paternal depression. What, what are your thoughts around this? I feel that um, this type of depression existed from, I don't know, since men probably existed. But men are one of those, the creations of Allah that are really, um, they, we, keep our thing, we keep our feelings to ourselves. We don't share anything. We block our emotions so you can't really see what we're going through on the outside. Um, so I feel like men go through this. Men have gone through this before, but no, no, no man has actually gone to the doctors or spoken to his wife and said, this is how I feel. Um, for anyone to turn around and say, okay, this is what you're going through. So I feel like this has been around for years and it's just that man hasn't really spoken about it. You know, I've seen certain friends that they've gone through this and they feel like, oh, it might be that feeling. It might be because they're stressed from work. It might be because financially they're stressed or maybe like sleeplessness. they, They can't sleep at night. And it might be due to other problems other than, you know, depression, uh, uh, postnatal depression. So I feel that they do not understand why it is and they feel that it's something different. Like this kind of depression is channeling from somewhere else other than um, having a child um, in itself. Because I mean, in the in the Muslim community, especially depression is, uh, you know, rarely recognised. Let alone paternal depression, which would probably is totally alien at the moment. Um, but some of the symptoms can be quite serious, like feeling guilty that they're not looking after the partner or baby properly, um, wanting to cry randomly, having panic attacks, intrusive thoughts about harming themselves with the baby, um, and feeling inadequate, and the list goes on. Um, so obviously this this would be quite startling for any new father to be feeling and especially in a community where these sorts of feelings and thoughts aren't even acknowledged so how important do you think it is for expecting fathers to educate themselves about these issues for example if you were to experience any of these what what would you have done um 
obviously the first things first is um if you feel any of these symptoms you know we have so much technology around us you can google it you can see how other fathers are feeling there's most probably like blogs or uh, websites or nhs that you can use to see that okay i'm feeling like this does it correspond with other fathers are they feeling like this and then see uh, if you can find a solution to tackle it because i feel like if it was me i would like to tackle it head on because it will give me the confidence to uh be able to uh tackle any other problems or uh issues that come up along the lines of this uh second of all if i did go through this as well i would speak to my wife you know a lot of men they don't speak to their other half because they feel like they're not macho enough or they feel that they cannot tell them that they're feeling a bit weak or vulnerable men always want to be seen as like strong and the, the man is the one that um grabs everything can you know tackles the problems head on and not feel vulnerable so i think yeah definitely speak to your wife you know um explain how you feel um at that moment because she's gone through the same thing she can relate to it she can tell you how she overcome how she overcome that um situation and you know it it also helps your relationship as well you know problems yes they do occur in life but solving it together as husband and wife makes your relationship much stronger than it is Mashallah. Um, I actually want to pick up on the point you said about how um, like going online and reading forums and blogs like a lot of people do write about these sort of things. And this isn't, I wouldn't say this is a popular avenue that a lot of new fathers take because it's very like I'm alone in this and I can't ask for help. But what made you want to document your journey with Amana on Instagram? And you know, where did you where do you get the motivation to, to keep going? Because obviously it can't be easy to do um, the Instagram posts regularly and of course you have a youtube channel uh, potentially coming up so where do you find the motivation to keep going and what made you want to start it in the first place um uh, my motivation probably comes from like um probably it comes from my my father my grandfather my uncle seeing how they deal with their children um most of the time it's not a positive thing that i can learn from it's a lot of the things that could do with cultural so when the men go out to work they earn they give the children um food clothes the women are the ones that should deal with the child like that bringing the actual upbringing which i feel like it shouldn't be like that it's a joint um duty it's a joint responsibility between a father and a mother to bring up their daughter or their son and as i was growing up I saw a lot of mistakes, a lot of things that I wanted from my father um that I never got. Yes, he got gave me everything that I needed. But sometimes money is not everything, clothes is not everything. Sometimes a child just needs love and time. Like money comes and goes, but once time has gone, you can't go back and get that back again. It's gone. It's 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 done for. So it motivates me to push myself to the be-, be the best father I can be to Amana because I want her to know how a father should be, you know, how a dad should be. So inshallah one day she will get married, she will know how her husband should be towards her child or how a parent should be towards her child. So that motivates me a lot. And 
um, seeing other fathers like slack off, like giving their their careers more time than giving um, their children time. Like it really does make me upset, and I just I don't understand how um, money motivates people and not the actual children. So I do want to put out like on in my Instagram videos or my Instagram posts that your child is everything. Your child needs you more than anything. And that's the most important thing in the world because you have to understand that Allah has given you a child. Allah has given you a gift, you know, and you have to look after that gift in the best way possible and make them make less mistakes as possible. So that's why it really motivates me to put um, all these videos and pictures across. Mm, mashallah. And, you know, it's... um. You know this this sort of cultural lifestyle that a lot of people not not just South Asians but I'm I'm sure this is sort of like a universal character throughout a lot of cultures nowadays. Um, it doesn't it doesn't go with the Sunnah like of we have ample you know evidences that say the Prophet Sallallahu was you know he was like his children's best friends and he you know he put his daughters on such a high pedestal and paid them the utmost you know respect and and all sorts. Mashallah. So. You know, you speak about time a lot, um, especially in your, in your Instagram post. So, I mean, on one of your posts, you mentioned how people work so hard to earn for the children, expect the clock to wait for them, like you just mentioned. And it's such a powerful message, mashallah. But how do you find the balance between work and family? Or how do you have any strategies to, to, to fit everything in? Um, I think the way I find time and, you know, spending time with my family and Amana and my wife, everyone, it's just most important thing is priority. You have to know who your priority is and who needs the most time right now. Uh, once I have got that over, once I've overcome, you know, understanding that uh, it was quite easy to choose the balance time for me. Amana, once I knew that Amana was going to arrive into this world, it, it allowed me nine months to understand what my priorities was, um, how to ready myself, who to give time to, who not to give time to. And they, um, a lot of people feel like they need to sacrifice things in life. You don't need to sacrifice nothing. You just need to adapt your life to what you have right now. That's as simple as. Um, and once I could adapt my life to Amana and accommodate her and give her the most time than give it to anyone else, it was quite easy to achieve. And, and it was the Best, best thing that I've ever done is um, give her time because she teaches you a lot of things even though she can't speak and there are a lot of characteristics that I have now it's like I, it's like it improved me she's improved me a hundred times than anyone has and I feel like that is the gift of Allah you know Allah has given me a gift but that gift that Allah has given me has improved me to be a better person and um so that makes me, that allows me to spur myself on and give her the most time. Mashallah, you know, it's, it, it, that brings me on to my next point, you know, because of course both parents have to undergo a lot of changes and, and compromises when they have a little one, uh, such as socializing, sleep, so, you know, even date nights between husband and wife and, and gaining patience, like, like you mentioned. But what major changes do you feel like you have made or adaptions, as you put it, is a nicer term, mashallah, in terms of lifestyle and, and personal characteristics? Um, date nights. Amana comes with us. 
uh, most of the time because I don't know why it is. We both can't we, don't, we can't, we don't feel like we can leave her behind. Like she's a part of us now. So without not being Amana, Amana not being there, it just feels like the family's not there, you know? So we take, mm-hmm. us, uh, take her out with us a lot of the time. Once in a while, yes, like in the blue moon, we do leave Amana at home. My mom looks after her. Um, and we do spend time to, with each other. But we are in a hurry to come home because we miss her. We fight um, who would get through the door first to see her or hold her. So I'll open the door slowly as possible and ready myself so I can run through the passageway and get to her beforehand. Like the date night, yes, he's been there, but the most important thing is Amana. Like, uh, it just, I don't know, it's weird. It is very, it's very weird. Like you feel to yourself, you think to yourself that Amana, Amana is here. She might take us a lot of time up, for, but when we need time for ourselves and we need time for, you know, going out on dates or shopping and leave her behind. But it's completely opposite. Like we take her everywhere with us and we try to um, take her everywhere with us. Sometimes, you know, she doesn't want to go out. She can be a bit fussy, you know, how children are. But um, I think, um, yeah, I think the best thing is just go as a family. Masha, it's, it's exploring for her as well, isn't it? Um, as well as for you guys to continuously adapt to different situations as she gets older as well. Um, so it'll probably make life a lot easier, the, like, you know, teaching her and growing with her at the same time. So although you look like super dad, mashallah, no doubt things must get a little overwhelming sometimes. So where do you seek comfort as a working uh, dad in today's society? Um. Yeah, nowadays in this general, in this society right now, everything's hard. Everything's time consuming, financially. A lot of you get a lot of struggles. But do you know what? When you do struggle, when when all things overwhelm you, the best thing is to go back to the source. Like, I go and spend my time with Amana. You know, I spend um, time with her so I can laugh with her. I can be a big kid with her. You know. And laughter, it just brings out all the stress, you know, me rolling on the floor, messing about, teaching her things, like seeing her do the things that I do back. It completely takes out every stress that you have in your body. And at the same time, spending time with my wife, you know, it helps a lot. Um, Yes, you do go out with your friends, but friends are just socialising. You're not going to sit down and talk to your friends about family and problems because you don't want to burden them, I feel like, with your um, situations and uh, your stress uh, in life. So I feel like just speaking um, to your friends doesn't really help that much, but spending time with you, your little one or your wife, or even you know, speaking to your wife about it, because then they, she's your spouse, you know, she knows you inside out, um, she might know how you're feeling, and you don't want it to affect um your family or your relationship so you speak to your wife about it you tell her how you feel and it automatically you know you guys find a solution and you know next thing you know about the stress that you have is so small and you're just thinking about it too much so um i feel like spending time with your kids it helps a lot so just go back to your kids and um spend time with them eventually you see that stress is nothing in life 
Inshallah. So finally, what would be your ultimate message or uh, top three tips uh, be to expecting couples and new fathers? Uh, my first one would definitely be prepare for parenthood. Um, you've got nine, once you've known, you've got about nine months to, you know, prepare yourself menti- mentally. So um, acknowledge what responsibilities are coming towards you. Um, adapt to your life with you know your child being on the way and physically as well you know go to the gym because it is physically draining um having a child like mashallah amana she hasn't given us no problem she sleeps at night and she you know wakes up early like seven eight o'clock but she doesn't wake us up during the night time so it mashallah that's 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 really i feel really blessed to tell you the truth um and especially for mothers, you know, one thing I've seen that I'm speaking, speaking to my wife about is mothers, prefer, uh, they prepare for the actual birth a lot, but they don't prepare for what's going to happen, what's going to come after birth, you know, maybe looking after the child, sleepless nights, you know, uh, the change of your body, a lot of these things you don't really think about, you don't really, you know, prepare for these. So definitely prepare for that um, and it will help you a lot tell you the truth second thing is will be prioritize you know your family have a healthy balance between friends work uh, your baby that's going to be on the way and your wife have a healthy balance and uh, understand what uh, your priorities are um, label them like you know number one to number five maybe so always like in the back of your mind you know who to give time first and who to give time last. Um, third will be definitely one thing that I was, the third thing is very important for me, and it helped me a lot, is dictate how your child is going to be raised. Make your own decisions. A lot of like parents will tell you, okay, do this, do that, but they don't understand the fact, they don't understand the fact that is your child is different to every, every other child. You know, so you may be going to someone else for advice, my child is not sleeping right, he's not, he's not doing this, he's not doing that. But they can advise you, but maybe that advice is not perfect for your child because your child is different. Every child is unique. Um, some people might tell you to, you know, um, bring up your child in this way. But as a parent, you know what is the best for your child, the best for your family, and definitely, like, the way you want your child to grow up. Um, maybe, like... Um, in the way that like our prophet raised his child, you know, so definitely don't let anyone dictate how your child is brought up. How that steering wheel control your child's life, you know, and don't let anyone else tell you other than that. Mashallah, it's, um, you know, it's a much more relaxed approach to parenting than what we're often taught. Like, you know, grandparents are usually like, you know, I raised you like this, which means you have to raise your child like mm-hmm. this because this worked for you. So this is going to work for your child. So it's really, really interesting to to hear that and to, to be okay with the fact that every child is different and not everything is going to work for everyone. So mashallah. 
So, um, Jazakumullah khairan for your presence today, Habiza. It has been an absolute pleasure being able to listen to you and have you here on this podcast. We pray that you are rewarded immensely for doing this and we pray Amana continues to be the coolness of your eyes and you become an inspirational father for many and all the successes for your future endeavours. Abu Amana can be found on Instagram where you can keep updated with little snippets of him and his daughter's time together. It will be linked on the website so do keep updated especially as a, he has a new YouTube channel coming soon. If you have any ideas for future podcasts or would like to feature as a guest please do email info at inspirationminds.org.uk and until next time we pray that Allah grants ease and patience to all new parents and gives them the ability to raise righteous offspring. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Close to